Hello and welcome. This is the Bits vs. Byte podcast. I'm your host, Arma Grugic, and today with me is uh, Tim van der Rijt. He is uh, Chief Business Officer at uh, Mozameet. Welcome, Tim. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. Uh, could you tell the listeners a little bit about your background and also how you got to work at Mozameet? Right. Um, I'm a marketeer by training, um, um, uh, uh, marketing communications. I started at a market research firm, which was a startup, a spin-off from the, from the university. Then after about six years, I, I joined Google in the marketing team, first B2B marketing, you know, um, uh, Google's advertising products. But um, uh, pretty quickly, I moved to consumer marketing, where all the, the fun new stuff was happening. So I saw the launch of Chrome. We did Google Maps uh, uh, projects. Uh, I recently was uh, launching Google Assistant and Google Home speakers across Northern Europe, which is the Benelux and the Nordics. And since August, I'm officially now um, at, uh, at Mosameet, where we make meat. Yeah, cool. Uh, yeah. What, 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 made you, uh, what made you pick uh, Mosameet? Because uh, a lot of people would say, yeah, uh, working at Google is like a dream, for, uh, especially if you, uh, if you look at in terms of, of companies. But uh, why, why uh, the, the choice for Mosameet? Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, uh, Google is often... Um, uh, voted to be the best employer you can you can dream of, basically. Uh, and I must say, it's uh, it's uh, it's it's a fantastic uh, work environment. Um, it it started for me in 2017. So um, I saw news articles about companies uh, that um, uh, offered solutions for uh, any issues around meat. So producing meat in a different way, without the climate impact, without uh, having to kill an animal. Um, and and I know that when Silicon Valley uh, picks up a new challenge, then things can can move pretty fast. And I also rem- remember that in 2013 there was a Dutch team from the Netherlands that um, uh, that actually presented this very first hamburger that was produced in this way. So uh, uh, real meat, but but grown from uh, animal cells instead of by slaughtering an animal. Uh, and I thought, wait a minute, if if this now has Silicon Valley attention. Um, where are the where is the team now that produced that very first hamburger? So I got in touch with uh, Professor Mark Post and and uh, Peter Verstraete, who were part of that uh, first team in 2013. Uh, I got in touch and just said, "Well, I want to see you super successful, not just because of the um, because of the problems you're solving, but also I'm I'm a bit of a tech chauvinist. Um, if this started here in the Netherlands, then uh, I would love to to see this company." Um, um, you know, take it to market and and be and be successful. So, uh, I started helping them just on the side, from the train and some uh, uh, from from the couch while while watching Netflix. Um, <laughs> and that's uh, that's basically how how uh, how it started. Okay. Uh, um, and then, and then secondly, of course, I've I've been at Google for um, a little over ten years. Um, when you're in a very uh, comfortable position. Of course, I've been thinking about what would be uh, a next step, step for me personally. Um, and um, th- there's this, I, I'm not sure if you know the Japanese um, concept of ikigai. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you can explain. It, you've, you've, probably, you've probably seen this Venn diagram that um, you, you're really in a good spot if you spend your time doing stuff you love, uh, doing things you're good at what you can get paid for, and what the world needs. So I, I read this article about the concept, and I was um, just preparing another um, um, 
another uh, uh, personal development plan. So I thought, well, let's just fill that in. What do I love? What am I good at? What can I get paid for? What is something the world needs? And I found out that on what the world needs, I was I was filling in all these grand themes of uh, climate change and um, um, and when I mapped mapped all these things to what I was spending time on, I didn't really spend time on on those um, uh, um, uh, on those topics too much. So you can do two things: you can either um, then uh, kick off projects within uh, your current current job, which I did. So, for example. With um, with Google Home speakers, I didn't just focus on how do we sell as many as we can, but also what is an angle to this that the world needs. So, um, with a, a Dutch project called Project Silver, we um, we looked at can uh, um, elderly people or seniors use smart speakers to more be more independent or to be uh, more connected. Um, so that's that's how I tried to uh, uh, to tweak my my current job. But secondly, you can also look at external projects, and that's why I, um, um, when I then saw the the news items from Silicon Valley about disrupting a trillion dollar meat market, that's when I thought, ah, wait, as a side project, I might just uh, want to reach out to the to the team and, and and see if I can just be of help there. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. The to, what I want to get back on because I think that's maybe in, interesting for a lot of people is the the kind of personal development plan that you did. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So was that some like really structured thing that you really sat down and uh, really thought it out and maybe put it on paper, or was it more in in your head like, okay, these are the things that I'm thinking about. Uh, this is what I want to do. How, how did you go about that? Oh no, so so at Google. Um, Everyone is encouraged to create um, a very concrete plan on paper. Discuss it with your manager. Uh, managers um, get trained to help you do that. And those plans usually involve not just what do you need to develop at work, which can probably, um, you know, often be just a list of just tasks that you have. But they also uh, add the angle of uh, what do you want to do in your personal life, because a really um, realistic plan. Also incorporates, for example, if you just um, if you're just, for example, having kids. When I I, I have now I have a daughter of five and a, and a son who's three. Um, mm-hmm. When you're in a very busy period personally and you want to focus on that, you might not want to go for uh, an extra promotion. And and um, these these are uh, things you need to balance, and that's yeah. fine, right? So um, to really be in a good uh, to be in a good place. Your uh, your plan has to combine both personal and and uh, professional goals. So it, it's um, it's definitely something they focus on a lot. Um, you know, Google tends to um, uh, treat their employees very well, but also lets them think about how do you how do you keep growing, how do you develop yourself, and uh, and I, I think it's it's, um, it's refreshing. You know, yeah. uh, some people were putting in their personal development plan that they wanted to get rid of back pain, for example, or um, there's all kinds of things you can um, you can put in there. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, yeah it, 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 it could a, be it could be very big <laughs> dreams in that, yeah, right? Yeah, it could it could be it could be big and it could be small. So uh, um, just taking taking the if you come back to the back pain, if you want to do thirty minutes of uh, of really specific exercises, um, you could do it uh, somewhere in your schedule throughout the week, or you could do it at the office. Um, and, and the company then tries to accommodate uh, corporate and, and personal goals. 
Yeah, exactly. And the interesting yeah. thing is that uh, for, to me, uh, when I when I look at that, is that uh, for me, it's kind of always been normal to look at like the next step or the next thing that I want to do. But I, mm-hmm. a, a lot of people, especially what you said, when you're in a comfortable position where you mm-hmm. actually know I have a good job, I'm going to get paid every month, uh, I'm not going to, I don't have to worry about that anymore and I can live mm-hmm. comfortably. Uh, mm-hmm. Then usually people are like, okay, it's good like this and I'm not going to think about new challenges anymore or look at things that are very out, outside of my comfort zone because yeah. the, this to get back to Mozambique it, it it is a big switch in the sense that um, it's a totally different thing right it's yeah. it's not a technological well it, there is some technology involved of course mm-hmm. uh, creating the, the the meat and stuff like that but uh, it's it's a different kind of business right go ahead Mm-hmm. And I, for me, it's it's uh, it's more that if you're in a privileged position, um, why not think about the biggest, best thing you can contribute? Because I'm, I'm I feel super privileged um, uh, for you know having been able to work at a at a company that uh, that really is invested in in developing you as a person. Um, mm. And and I, I'm not sure where I heard a quote, but there was some person saying, um, "What is the biggest challenge of your generation?" And then if you have the answer, why aren't you spending all of your waking hours to, to solve that issue? Uh, yeah. That kind of resonated with me. It's, um, it's a bit of um, the perspective of looking back, you know, 20, 30 years in time, looking back and mm-hmm. saying, what was the big challenge then? Um, uh, why weren't you at Woodstock? Or why, yeah, why, yeah, weren't but... you, why weren't you involved in this topic that we now see as so, so defining for that generation? Yeah, um, and that's I think I think part of what uh, uh, what I'm trying to do here. Yeah, exactly. So, could you uh, tell a little bit about uh, what Mozambique actually does? Yes, of course. Yeah. Um, so we uh, produce real meat. So not uh, not a, a a meat alternative, or it's not plant based. It's really made out of real meat. Um, so you probably know this, but meat is um, is muscle and fat basically, and um, we produce that by just taking some cells, living cells from an animal, and you uh, put them in water, nutrients, you give it warmth, and then they grow. That's what they do inside an animal, uh, and that's what they do when you really nurture them. So these cells, it's stem cells, they, um, they multiply. So that's an exp- exponential. And um, once you have an, uh, really a lot of these cells, they become muscle or they become fat, and then you have meat. So that's what we're um, that's what we're doing. Yeah. So uh, that process um, has taken a lot. I, th- I think a lot of time and a lot of effort uh, to to get going. Uh, I know yes. that uh, actually Sergey Brin uh, was one of the investors, right? Yes. It, yeah. It, originally, the um, the project started with uh, a, a Dutch man called Willem van Eyle. He mm-hmm. was um, um, he was a scientist. He was um, the, the first that got together uh, scientists, but also government funds and, um, uh, and people from the meat industry. And in 2008, uh, um, with government funding, this, this project started rolling and our, um, our CSO and, and CEO, um, Mark and Peter, were involved in that project. Um, but after a while, when, when funding stopped, um, the, the team said, well, we still want to continue this, but um, they they were looking for other ways to to finance it and 
at one point, uh, Sergey's team uh, actually found out about the research, and and you know, in a paper they described that it is possible to make meat this way. And uh, Sergey just reached out and said, "Well, make it a reality. Just go and uh, uh, produce a hamburger." Yeah, um, and that's what basically set off this whole new, whole new industry. Um, there's, I think, now for around forty, maybe forty-five companies that actually grow either meat or fish or leather or uh, milk or whatever from from animal cells. It's called cellular agriculture. Um, um, by just taking that same principle. So in 2013, yeah. with that first hamburger, we showed that it was really possible. And we, we just cooked the burger, had uh, food uh, critics taste it, and they said, well, it's, it's unmistakably meat. It is the, the same thing. It's a bit dry because it didn't have fat. Um, it, was, it was way too expensive because the uh, first hamburger cost a quarter million euros to produce. Um, and in the, in the nutrients or the... Um, the, the, the medium in which the meat was growing, there were still animal uh, products used. So those three things we were, um, uh, we've been solving. So the cost has come down. Uh, we don't use the animal products anymore in, the, um, uh, in, in producing it. Um, so, and we added fat and optimized taste. Yeah, exactly. So, um, how does that? Because how does that process process look like? So, uh, do I like? Do I have to imagine like people all in lab coats, like trying to grow meat in a lab, or is that something that's going to change over time as well, where it can be uh, commercialized that much that uh, anybody could uh, could actually buy this? Yeah. So, um, it it when you're able to buy it, which is which can be uh, much sooner than you think, um, it won't be produced in a lab. Um, it, it started um, with people in a lab because you, you need, um, you know, the microscopes to look at the to look at the at the cells and stuff like that. But um, when it's produced, it will be. It, it looks more like a brewery. So you have these large um, uh, tanks, basically, with the water and the nutrients and and that are 37 degrees, uh, where these cells can multiply, um, and it. It probably looks it looks more like a, like what you know about the inside of a brewery. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's it's hard to imagine because everybody's so yeah. uh, used to kind of the the if if I can call it quote unquote the old way of uh, of yeah. harvesting meat. If you can call it harvesting, <laughs> it's just slaughtering yeah. an animal. But mm -hmm. uh, and th that's that's so fascinating to to know because. Uh, uh, are these uh, because you you're growing meat but are these mm -hmm. kind of the same things that um because there, there's a lot of talk about uh like growing cells or ha helping in some other way uh, not like the whole cloning stuff and stuff like that but uh, there there's been a lot of uh, talk about uh, 3d printing organs and everything like that is that kind of the mm -hmm. same techniques or how how should i see that well um we're taking the most the most simple and most pure form to to um to do this so mm -hmm. um for example you you take some cells but we don't uh, genetically modify them to to grow any faster or to do anything differently we just take cells as they are and we kind of you know we nurture them we we, we fool them into thinking that they're still in a body um mm -hmm. and and the whole um exponential growth is something that's baked into these cells that's what they're designed to do uh, yeah um so we, we try to keep it as, as simple as that. Um, and, and yes, there's a, there, it opens up all kinds of um, uh, maybe new ways to, to, to produce food. 
But I think the, the first step we want to take is just make exactly what we are eating in these vast quantities, um, make mm-hmm. the exact same thing at the same price or lower, um, but then without all the downsides. That's that's yeah. the, the 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 purpose of the company. Um, and yes, you can make all kinds of artsy. Um, you also have craft beer. You could make all kinds of craft meat maybe, but our first goal is to get this to scale. Um, yeah, exactly. If you talk about the, the meat consumption globally, it's it, we spend around $1.4 trillion uh, per year on it. And, and, and meat alternatives, like plant-based hamburgers, um, that, that total value at the moment is less than 1% of that market. So it's it's almost unimaginably how, unimaginable how um, much of it we consume. And people will only, I think, only um, uh, move to uh, cultivated meat when it's exactly the same. So there's enough there's enough challenge there. There's enough uh, uh, work for us cut out to get it to the to the right price to exactly the same uh, yeah. experience eating it. Um, and after that, maybe all kinds of new models open up. But it starts with that first that first um, first step. Yeah, and how about we? Because there's a lot of talk about meat and the environment and the kind of impact that it has on the environment mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So how does that? When you look at this process, how would that? Uh, how would that solve that that kind of problem, right? Because because yeah, yeah of course you know you don't need to. Uh, well, there's still going to be new cows and new uh, whatever, but uh, it, it's. Uh, is it just because of the quantity of animals that you don't need anymore? How does it solve it? Uh, yeah, it's, it's the quantity of animals. So with one uh, tiny sample of cells, you can make 80,000 quarter pounders. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, for, for, for traditional meats, you need to raise a cow for maybe uh, three years. Um, these cows are pretty inefficient in um, going from what they eat to becoming meat. You know, they... they um, they uh, need to keep their body temperatures at a certain uh, level. They 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 drink, um, and so that's a that's a, a long, slow process that you have to uh, to plan. Um, but one of the biggest factors is that they also produce methane, which is um, you know they they burp and they fart, um, and and all the greenhouse gases associated with meat consumption are around 15%, one five of, of all the greenhouse gases emitted, emitted uh, globally. So that's a, it's a huge chunk. And, and uh, methane especially is um, 20 times as effective as uh, CO2 in, um, in, in retaining heat. So yeah. if, you, if you talk about these high volumes and about a very uh, strong effect on actually warming or, or retaining heat within within the atmosphere, um, and then it's just basically one of the one of the biggest things we can do in, in the fairly short term, in the next two to five years, to um, um, to reduce that footprint. So you can you can look at it from from very different angles. Some people don't eat meat because they don't want animals to live in confinement and be slaughtered. Some people don't eat meat because of the environmental impact. Um, even if you look at it from purely an economic perspective, it's just more efficient. Um, our, our way of producing meat is just more efficient than growing an animal. Uh, so there, yeah. there's different ways to, uh, to to look at the impact. Do you do you think that uh, because there's a lot of people that are vegetarians that uh, do that because of the well-being of the animal and stuff like that? Uh, do, do you think their opinion would be maybe swayed by having this type of meat? 
it could be. Um, I'm, I'm mainly concerned with the, uh, the people that really love meat and would not switch to anything else. I mean, mm. I'm, a, I'm a meat eater. Um, I love meat. And uh, I also know all the downsides that are associated with meat. Right? So I had this kind of mental friction. Um, I, I, I love it, but I also know it's not really good for me. And, and yeah, then the same you thing. Yeah, you eat meat. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's the same thing. Um, for me, it's also a little bit of a cultural thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course. I yeah. mean, I'm from the Western Balkans, so uh, yeah. the, meat is a really big part of the culture. Like, of it, it, it's just uh, vegetarians almost don't exist. <laughs> that's that's the thing. No. It's it, it's no. but that that's really the case. Yeah, it's it's there's different levels uh, genetically. Uh, we've been eating uh, uh, meat for about 500,000 years. Genetically, we are optimized to really taste really specific differences in, in meat and how it's prepared. And um, it's, it's, it's um, uh, uh, cultural, it's, it's psychological. We really are, as a planet, we're hooked to meat, basically. So that's mm-hmm. um, a part of why it's hard to move away. And if you make the comparison to, for example, um, driving cars and emissions by cars there was a time when we said well maybe we should all drive less so maybe on mondays we shouldn't uh, we shouldn't be driving in our cars but mm. it, it's really hard to at, to do that at scale some people are maybe very altruistic and they they want to sec- they, they are able or they are willing to sacrifice um uh, for a greater good um but it, it doesn't solve uh, the problem for everyone, like at scale. So yeah. driving a car less could be an option. Then there was a, uh, a period when uh, you could you know, drive maybe a, a not so sexy kind of dull car that didn't have that much range. So you had, you had the option of driving in a <laughs> not, not so pleasant car, which is also a bit of yeah. sacrifice. Um, and, then, and then Tesla comes along and just builds a, a kick-ass car that kind of improves on any metric you can imagine and solves the problem in the um, um in the meantime and that's I, I think what we're working on at the moment we, we don't want to compromise on um the, the how much you enjoy meat we don't want to compromise on um uh, how much or when you eat it we just want to solve the problem of all the downsides that are associated with it it, it needed some breakthrough technology but um we're you know we're we're, we're, uh, we're there it, it will happen over the next uh, the next two years yeah so I think uh, a lot of people would also like to know. Of course, uh, we talked about the cells and how they, uh, how you yeah. grow them. Uh, mm-hmm. So h- how do you actually get to those cells? Because that that's also, uh, of course, a, a thing. How do you how do you even extract that from the animal? Um, there, there, there's different procedures. You can um, uh, you can do it with um, a hollow needle, or um, it, it's it's a, it's a vet. So it's a doctor that uses you know, uh, just a uh, uh, an existing medical procedure. You can also make it a tiny incision, um, but we want to make it as uh, um, uh, as um, as easy as possible for the animal. We're even looking at uh, not even having to poke an animal, but use other um, other ways to to get the cells. Um, but uh, it, it's 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 something that that the animal shouldn't actually notice. That's the, the yeah. that's that's the goal. You can also use uh, meat from slaughtered material. So that's when you get into the territory of um, is it considered uh, maybe halal or is it considered kosher? Um, 
for some types of meat, there's all kinds of rules on how the animal should be slaughtered. Um, yeah. And yeah, that, then then you could uh, uh, you could also do it that way. So there's different ways to get to uh, um, uh, a couple of, of living cells. Yeah, that's an interesting point because I didn't even think about that. But yeah. uh, there's a lot <laughs> there's of all kinds of yeah. Yeah, th- th- there's a lot of religious rules that kind of say, okay, you need to slaughter an animal this and this way, and then it's g- considered uh, a g- right by the religion. But if you don't yeah. slaughter the animal and you grow the cells, is that is that still within the rules? <laughs> it's not. Is that something yeah. that they had in the rule book back then? Yeah. Uh, when, no, there, when but there's there's a there's a uh, religious uh, kind of committees that. Uh, they're actively looking into this, um, mm-hmm. and 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 we'll see. Our uh, our primary uh, primary goal is make sure it it uh, it happens that it's available, yeah. um, and, and then scale up as fast as possible. And um, yeah, we want to take long everyone, but but we we'll start with uh, uh, we'll start with the people that you know are a bit like you and me, who love yeah. meat and and know that they that something needs to change. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's a big problem. At least from what you can hear from everyone, it's it is one of the biggest problems that needs to be solved, uh, and that that's the interesting thing to 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 think about. Uh, for yeah. me, usually what what gets a lot of people with kind of alternatives to meat is just the taste. As you said, we're kind of um, you you. There's a funny story. I I, I had a vegetarian burger once, and mm-hmm. I. I didn't know it was a vegetarian burger until yeah. I ate it, and I was like, yeah. "Yeah, this seems off. I don't know why, but I don't. I can't really place in what kind of category of meat this falls." Right? I was yeah. like, "Okay, what kind of animal is this? This this is not an animal. <laughs> yeah. You can actually taste that. That's really small kind of difference between that, and yeah. that's 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 why a lot of people I think don't gravitate to that uh, alternative yet because it's mm-hmm. just not." Uh, the same. It's not the the same kind of taste. It's a bit uh, of the uncanny valley. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. It's um, it, it depends on how you eat it. You know, in some um, in some dishes or in some uh, a, a burger builds, you, you you don't taste that much of the meat itself. Um, so it depends on on how how you use it, of course. Um, mm. but the 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 beauty of how we're producing it is that you get all these um, processes that happen with uh, animal protein. You get them for free. You don't have to mimic them. So uh, where, where a lot of plant-based hamburgers need more than 20 different ingredients to mimic all the different things that happen when you put uh, meat uh, on, the, on the grill, um, it, it, just, it just happens here. So for example, the whole, um, uh, uh, the whole Maillard Response so, so that the meat actually browns and all the, the taste and the flavor that comes out um, that just happens automatically because it is uh, exactly the same meat down to the cellular level it, the, the same type of sugars and, and protein and how they respond to uh, being cooked it's not something we have to um, make an analogy to or, or come close to it's it's just something that happens because it is the same. So that's a that's a bonus. It's just a free bonus for us. Yeah, yeah. It's it as you said. It's basically meat, but uh, it's grown outside of the animal. That's the only uh, like real real 
uh, different thing about it. So, um, what was uh, what I was interested about is what what's kind of what do you feel is kind of the the biggest challenge that you have right now as a as a company? So, what what's what's the real uh, real challenge to to is it to change people's minds or is it to get the production better? What what, what do you feel is the 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 thing that you m- spend the most time on right now? Um, it's it's not per se changing people's minds. I, I, we we get so much incoming uh, questions on can we please try it immediately? Um, <laughs> yeah. I would like to try it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. Um, so there's um, and there's even studies like in the Netherlands. I think in 2018 there was a survey. Uh, almost 60% said yes, I want to try this. Um, we are you know really focusing on on the product at the moment, uh, getting the uh, because there's just mainly two things that need to be perfect, which is price and taste. Um, the taste is, we don't worry about that too much because it is exactly the same. Um, and uh, the price is something that need, needed to come down from a quarter million per hamburger to reasonable levels. So that, that, that's, that's our big challenge at the moment. How do we get to a scalable process um, uh, for a, a, a reasonable, reasonable price? Um, and that's step one is cracking all the science, knowing everything about how these cells uh, can be treated as uh, as good as possible. We need happy cells that do what they what they uh, what they usually do. But and then the second part is more a mechanical engineering kind of challenge or a supply chain challenge. How do you design the factories? How do you design your supply chain? Uh, and you can buy ingredients in bulk. That that will be the that's the second wave of, of optimization of price. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's that's the thing because a lot of people will say, yeah, uh, I can still get the like normal quote unquote meat for mm-hmm. X amount of money, and that's still like yeah. I don't know a third of the price, and everybody mm-hmm. will still be like, okay, I st- I'm still gonna buy that because yeah, why would I? Yeah. You know, yeah, and that's, that's, the, that's but the that's thing. why we're we're laser focused on that because. Um, yeah. Otherwise, you, you you still need to sacrifice. Right? Then you're sacrificing, but then only in price. Um, yeah. We want zero compromise on, on price, on taste, and on the uh, um, on all the downsides that we're mitigating from climate impact to uh, uh, to animal welfare or all the other. There's you know land use. You've seen the the the, the fires in the Amazon. Uh, sure. Water yeah. use, which is which is kind of uh, uh, getting to uh, uh, interesting challenging points there's the um, uh, the, the um, resistance to um, antibiotics so i think between half and 60 70 percent of all the world's antibiotics apparently is being used on animals for uh, for meat production um doctors are already saying like yo this is definitely coming re- re- resistant superbugs um so that all these um extra effects of making this shift in meat um yeah it does make it really uh, really interesting to wake up in the morning and go and do this stuff i, I can imagine i can imagine <laughs> yeah. because it's yeah. it's just what w- you're working on one of the big challenges and that's that's the that's that's so that's the cool thing uh mm-hmm. and i can imagine that that's uh what what kind of drives you as well to to do this uh, do this Definitely. kind of thing yes uh, no. so what, what do you when we look into because it's always hard to look into the future of course but mm-hmm. uh, when you look at that, that what what's kind of the what what would 
fulfill you in a sense that you would say, okay, we've actually done it. We, we've actually done mm-hmm. uh, the thing that we wanted to do. What, what do you? How do you see that? Uh, mm. How do you see that working out? Yeah. So, on the on the fairly short term, I think um, within a year, probably mid mid twenty twenty, we'll we'll, um, uh, we'll have this scalable uh, scalable hamburger. That will be a, a huge milestone for us because that shows that at first it was a proof of concept. Now this is a reality. It's not science fiction anymore. It's, it's, it's really here. Um, in the slightly longer term, I'm really excited about um, uh, all the other options that you, can, that you can go into, you know, steak or other types of meat, just broadening the portfolio of what you can, uh, what you can make. Um, and I think the ultimate validation would be that if you're in a supermarket, you have two exactly the same uh, pieces of meat. And for one of those, uh, an animal died and there's this huge footprint and all other uh, um, uh, downsides associated with it. And for the other piece of meat, that's just not there. Um, I, I think and the choice isn't, uh, isn't really that hard. And you could even think about... Um, uh, you know, governments actually incentivizing the people then make that more sustainable choice. But um, yeah. yeah, maybe that's uh, that's something that I would love to see in the in the slightly uh, slightly uh, longer future. Yeah, the the I can see, for example, that um, uh, that governments will maybe tax those uh, the the like normal slaughtered meat more just to in- incentivize people to pick the other choice, right? Be- mm-hmm. If you if you already want to make that that uh, kind of change, you need to at least incentivize people to to make the right choice. Uh, yeah. Because uh, just removing the option completely, I th- I don't think would solve no, the problem immediately. No, it, it will it will always be there. I mean, um, mm. um, and and if. It, it's, it's probably going to be as, at a higher price, as you say. But if you, um, um, the traditional meat will, will I, I think, always be there. There, will, there are so many different types of how people consume uh, different parts of animals. You, you can't, you can't do away with that. Our, our biggest um, goal is not to re- remove all animals, but but more uh, start with um, uh, reducing factory farming, because that's the at scale production process that's where we basically treat animals as if they were um, uh, a mini factory if, if we could only uh, um, remove those then then that would be uh, uh, that would be fantastic so there will be if you see it as a pyramid there will be probably still be a, a, a top of the pyramid which is maybe maybe lower in volume high in price of uh, traditional um, well-produced uh, high quality meat um yeah. and then and then i think the, the middle part of the um, of the pyramid would be uh, cultivated meat just because it's so close in, in experience but um uh, but without without the downsides i think it'd uh, uh, be the middle and maybe plant-based um which is also progressing progressing rapidly in terms of quality and and price could be the bottom of the pyramid um it's it's a bit further away in in the experience but it's um uh, it's becoming more and more efficient and, and uh, higher quality. And I think that yeah. there's room for all of them to to actually solve this problem. We need we need dozens and dozens of solutions. Um, and I'm and I'm hopeful that uh, with that we only need um, uh, a, a tiny amount of of traditional 
um, um, animal rearing to to make it happen. Yeah. So uh, what I wanted to do, I wanted to wrap up with the last question, uh, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, I'm 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 curious. So you've um, you've been with Mozamite for a long, longer period. You've been first advisor, now a team member. Uh, mm-hmm. What what do you what would you say are some of the things that you've really noticed or learned in that period that uh, you would like to share? Um, I was amazed by how much uh, there was there was support pouring in. So mm-hmm. um, when I joined, uh, the two founders had their email addresses on a on a on a web page. Um, but they said, well, there, there's so much incoming uh, requests from from press that want to interview or want to come uh, and, and, and film at our location. Um, there's investors or people who just say, here's here's money, go and do this. I, I want to support this. Um, there were people like me that just got in touch and said, can I help with anything? There's such an outpouring of um, uh, of support that it's that I've been trying to, to channel it as much as possible and without overloading the founders, of course. Um, and and um, and that's something that shows that um, people see this as a real solution to an issue, and they're willing to uh, to support it. And that, that that was that was fascinating. Yeah, that people. I think people want the really do want the change. They want to do, to to make that change happen. But it's just that the the. Yeah, the option isn't there yet. That's the thing, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and I think that that's the 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 key to it. W- will be that if it is, uh, as you said, uh, close to or actually the same, uh, it it will um, it will really sway people's opinions about how uh, how you how you should be feeding yourself uh, in yeah. in the longer term for for meat eating, for example. So, yeah. uh, Tim. Thank you a lot Thank for uh, being my guest. Um, how can uh, people find Mozameet on the internet? Um, there's a there's a website and our social channels. Um, it's um, uh, mozameet.com. Uh, and you'll find links to uh, to our social channels too. We'll keep you updated. Very cool. Uh, thanks again, Tim. Uh, it was a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks so much for having me. No problem. And for the listeners, you can find the Bitsphere Byte podcast on bitsvsbytes.com. And of course, on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn, it's all bitsvsbytes. And if you didn't already uh, sign up for the newsletter, uh, you can get five things every two weeks about technology, uh, leadership, and uh, business. It's on uh, bitsvsbytes.com slash newsletter. I would like to thank you for listening. Until next time.